Welcome in. It is the Jock Market Power Hour for this week's PGA Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, we are in for a big boy. I think this might be the biggest cash market ever. I hope so. I'm thrilled for this event. The PGA Championship, uh, I would say over the last four or five years, has been probably my favorite event in terms of competitiveness, in terms of the golf courses that we see. I've done extensive digging into Southern Hills. I'll let some of that info out of the bag, as I'm sure you will tonight. And I'm excited for what I tweeted was the best promos in the game running right now. Jock Market has got an awesome setup lined up for us tonight. There's legitimately six different ways to win money this week. Um, you can win money here live on the show by dropping your jock market username in the chat right now. That'll get you entered into a draw. You could use the code power and deposit and get some free money. I've got three different promos for you that I'll go through in just a second, or you could just win money in the market show. Six different ways to go out there and get the job done this week. Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way, of course, is to use the promo code POWER and it gets you a free $100 deposit match if you have not yet. Um, we got a ton of other stuff lined up. I'm excited to sort of get right into it and turn our attention to uh, a very deep top to bottom field that we have this week, the best players in the world at Southern Hills. Yeah, so I know there's going to be a lot of new people here this week. So just a quick two-minute debrief on what the heck is going on right now. We are playing Stock Market DFS, where you can buy, sell, trade, short shares of athletes. We're talking about golf. We're talking about the PGA Championship tonight. And with guaranteed payouts for every position, that's how you make money. So let's look back. At last week here, Joe, this is the AT&T Byron Nelson. KH Lee went for $4.11 in the IPO last week, got the full $25 a share payout. That's nearly a $21 per share profit. How about, I don't know, Jordan Spieth, who finished second, lost you every outright ticket, but earned you $13 a share because he went for $7.01 last week, Joe. So right now, this is when we are determining that IPO price. Yeah, absolutely. So right now until special tonight that you have there listed, 9.15 close on IPO tonight, right. um, essentially because it would have conflicted with too many other IPOs that they had running with the NBA. So 9.15, we'll give an extra 15 minutes to give our bids in and, and talk a little IPO hour. But basically what you're going to want to do, put your bid on the price that you want to pay for any player. You can get anywhere from one to like 250 shares per golfer. Um, I'll tell you in a second how many are out there or if someone in the chat wants to, to drop that as well of how many are currently out there per player. And if you are, you know, if you have that bid in at the time this thing closes out and you still have a high price up there, you will be awarded those shares. And afterwards, the contest continues to roll. You see there you have the payouts pulled yeah. up that are guaranteed for each position. Um, no matter where, you know, no matter where they finish, they're going to pay out exactly how you see on that spectrum right there. Yeah, $25 a share for first, $20 a share for second, so on and so forth, 18, 16, 15, 14. It's the only place in the world where finishing, you know, 35th gets you $4.88 a share. So if you buy a golfer at $3.88, you'll make a dollar per share if they finish 35th, which makes the entire field available, Joe. And we've got a full field event. And, and I that's what I love about this. 
everybody's in play. It's not just the big boys. It's not just the popular guys. It's not it, every single golfer is in play tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Every player is in play and there is a price for every single player that that people will be willing to pay. So even at the very bottom, if your guy misses the cut and finishes dead last, you will get $1 per share back. So you're not going to completely go to zero. As you sort of scroll and toggle over between the price that you want to bid, you will see a break-even point. So that's going to tell you exactly where that the water finds level. Any position above that, you're going to start to pay out plus and positive accordingly. All right, there are three big promos tonight. Here they are. The first one, Tail Tiger promo. We'll talk about that in just a second. How about this one? The Birdie Bonanza. And then, Joe, how about this one? They're coming for you. Pros versus Joe. They don't, they don't want this heat. They're playing against you. If they beat you, they can make some more money. Okay, if they beat me, they're going to get a free 20 bucks. Jock Market and our boy Dave there did me a little bit dirty with that picture, ah. but we won't quite address that. Tiger Love and Rory it. are having a good laugh at it. But yes, um, use the link in the description. You have to sign up using the Google form there. Um, and if you beat me this week in terms of ROI, we'll continue to track that. I will try to post it as well. I have good weeks. I have bad weeks. I think last week I finished 30th in the market around 11% ROI. Um, that's a good week. So if you beat me this week, another free 20 bucks is going to get put in your account by the jock market team. Uh, just a little added incentive. And, and the tiger promo is, is awesome too. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So here, here's just kind of the terms and conditions. So in the pros versus Joe's, uh, promo, you've got to enter the, the link is in this, in the description. There's a form where you have to just say, Hey, here's my jock market username. Here's my email address so that we can track you number one. So we know if you beat Joe or not. So fill that out. The link is in the description, trade at least $25 for the tournament. If you beat Joe's ROI, you get $20. Even if you don't beat Joe's ROI, you're entered into another $100 raffle. So even if you don't beat Joe, if Joe goes out and wins this market and makes everybody cry, uh, you're still eligible for that cash. The Tiger raffle, the big yeah. cat, obviously playing. And if you trade a single share of Tiger Woods, you get entered into a raffle that pays out not a typo, Joe, $100 times every birdie Tiger makes. If Tiger makes eight birdies this week, that raffle is for $800. If Tiger goes nuts, and we'll see how hard Southern Hills plays, but may, maybe he makes three a day. Maybe he makes four a day. Talking about 1200 bucks, Joe. Talking about 1600 bucks, Joe. So this, this could get out of hand fairly quickly. It's an awesome promo. One of the more fun ones that I've seen because as soon as you get a single share of Tiger Woods, which who doesn't want to share a Tiger Woods in the jock market? That's right. Um, every time he makes a birdie from hole one to uh, fingers crossed, hole 72, you will be rooting, and it just increases that amount in the raffle each time as well. So they are just dishing money out left and right, and, and we're happy um, to be sort of promoting the show here and, and these great promotions that they have going on. If that wasn't enough, the birdie bonanza promo means that if you own a share of a player or players who shoot the low round of the day, you are entered into another raffle this time for $250 for every single round. So that's a thousand dollars right there. Depending on what tiger does, that could be a couple thousand dollars. Depending on how poorly you do, Joe, that could be some more thousands of dollars. There is a lot of free money to be made. If you are playing on jock market this week. 
Yeah, listen, I can be bribed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm coming to beat all of you guys this week. You want to compete head-to-head with me? You guys love putting your, your, your guys that you have in the comments here. Let me see them. Let me know who you got. Send me a DM. Uh, and I'm happy to open up the competition with each and every one of you guys. And Jock Mark is just going to throw you 20 bucks. Uh, hopefully, if you can take me out. So everyone should be paying attention to who Joe says he likes uh, this week. And make sure he does not end up with those shares because we will unveil uh, Joe's portfolio at the end. And remember, we've got those extra 15 minutes. So we're going till 9.15 p.m. Eastern time tonight, which is good, Joe, because... We've got a full field. We've got a lot of guys to talk about. You've talked about the extensive research that you have done around uh, for, for Southern Hills. I mean, it, it's time. Now, now is the time because tomorrow they're teeing off early. After everything you've heard, what types of golfers uh, are you expecting to find the most success this week at Southern Hills? Yeah, I mean, not a big shock to anyone, but but ball strikers, right? Guys who can really um, work the ball both ways off the tee, can move it both ways out of from approach shots and out of the fairways, and, and guys who are really going to be able to stick their approach shots. So greens around 5,000 feet, square feet in average, which is below PGA Tour standards. Um, not to mention, of course, you've heard plenty of this week about the restoration and, and rejuvenation that Gil Hans came in and did here three years ago basically stripped away all these surrounding areas around the greens and made these huge massive runoffs, which makes those landing areas even smaller. So if you are not super dialed in on your approach play, you're going to need to be dialed in and rather creative with your wedges. Um, greens relatively undulated. That said, I don't think they're going to be overly quick. And I've seen some of the stuff from the caddies talking about they're a little bit slower, but if you get a downhiller, it's still going to be extremely fast. And I think part of that is so they can use the full scope of a lot of these greens and open up a lot of different hole locations. I think it's going to play difficult. Um, we talked, I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but there looks to be some serious wind conditions that could come into play over the first couple of days. It's a long golf course. It's a par 70. It's going to be tough. We've seen minus eight win this thing in 2000 and was it seven? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and minus eight won this thing at the senior PGA last year. I expect something similar this week, if not even harder. What about you? Yeah, you nailed it. I think, listen, you and I have both spent a lot of time this week talking about the golf course. I think yeah. you have the same opinion that I do. It's either great approach play or uh, be great around the greens one way or another. Lots of different ways to get it done. Um, the let's just get the wins thing out of the way. I, as of this moment, I am currently under the impression, at least by, in my opinion, that there is not a big enough difference between the waves as we know them right now, or as we expect the wind to change, uh, to take any action on it. We could see a wave differential, but I'm, I'm essentially moving forward with the idea that it's going to be pretty windy for everybody over the first two days. Yes. And it looks to be the big thing is there's not like a consistent wind. So the gusts are coming in like 20 mile an hour is higher than the steady winds, at least according to Windfinder. Maybe a little bit of, of an AM PM stack, I think probably has the right side of things if the weather forecast is correct, which is the big thing. So um, at this point, I think they probably have tomorrow pretty dialed in, although there doesn't seem to be a huge advantage for me tomorrow. Friday, the morning looks to be the toughest part of it, but all of that can change very quickly in Central America, especially in Oklahoma there. 
The winds are going to be a factor either way. The golf course is going to tend to dry out in a little bit of the afternoon. So um, I don't see anything enough to, to skew me off of a player or onto a player just because of the weather. Central America. I thought you were referring to Guatemala there for a second. Then I realized. <laughs> then I realized yeah, what, you, open, yeah. what, were you, what you were saying there. Yeah, it's two big ifs. If the weather forecast stays the way it is and if we have assessed it accurately are the two big ifs for that weather draw. Okay, Joe, what I want to do is I want to play bullish or bearish with you here. So this is an opportunity for Joe and I to find four golfers and take a stand on them. Are we bullish? Are we bearish? Using what we assume their fair value is going to be tonight. That fair value that's the amount that they're they're expected to go for that they are going to have. That's essentially their break even point, and we will turn it into a finishing position. So let's start with a guy who has not gotten a lot of oxygen this week, Joe. In Daniel Berger, we are using a fair value tonight of four dollars and ninety eight cents a share, which is asking DB Straight Vibin to finish about thirty fourth or better. Bullish or bearish on Daniel Berger? Bullish. I think Berger is probably one of like the three most overlooked players heading into this week. His odds price does not reflect um, his ability to win. I don't think he's played well in some major championship. He's played well on tough golf courses. He obviously got the win at Pebble Beach, which features the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. Um, and, and he just is a grinder. And he's really actually very sharp around the greens. You see there an average ROI of almost 10% on every round that he's played so far this season. 710 is the average IPO price. We're coming in well below that tonight in terms of the failure value projection. I'm going to be bullish on Berger. How about you? Well, I got to tell you, I think I, so this is the, this is the beauty of the jock market. I think in general, I was probably not going to have much exposure to Daniel Berger. I wasn't going to bet him outright. I probably wasn't going to play him in other fantasy formats, but here there's a price for everyone. And all you're essentially doing is asking Berger to finish like 34th or better. And he's been great at majors. I worry that this course is a little bit long for him. It's a big park, but he just puts the ball in the cup. I know that's not great analysis, but look at some of these returns here in these cash markets. 498 would be well below what we're normally paying for Berger, and a 34th place finish is certainly in his range of outcomes. So I'm a bear on DB in general, but at this price, in this moment, let's pull it up on Berger. Let's go. Uh, next up, Joaquin Neiman, 557 per share. That's the fair value we're going to use. It's essentially 30th, Joe. Bull or bear on Joaquin? You know, I'm torn. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'll take the bearish side on Neiman. Um, just a little bit of inconsistencies that I've seen lately. I worry about some of the around the green stuff if he's not extremely hot with his approach play. I know the distance is great off the tee, um, but I just worry that finishing inside that top 30, you can't absolutely take everyone. And you see there, um, he's had those two big spikes, but a lot of dips in there as well. I just don't think this course is the best setup for Neiman. Um, so I'm going to say bearish. I disagree. I'll be, okay. I'll be, I'll be the bull here. Um, not, I don't really care about the, the, the fade on Sunday last week, but I think Neiman has a lot of shots in the bag. It's high, it's low, it's left to right. It's right to left. Um, saw what he did at Riviera, which I, I, you know, stacked field, difficult golf course, was in it 
for three rounds last week. I, I think we're actually going to get a pretty decent price on Neiman because he didn't close it out, right? He didn't, he wasn't in the mix with Hideki. He wasn't in the mix with Spieth last week. It, he was immediately out of it. Uh, and hopefully people have forgotten about how good he's been this year. Okay. Next up, speaking of someone who was in it last week, probably should have won it. Jordan Spieth. Now, I have to admit, the fair value we have on him tonight is $6, 28th or better. I cannot envision a planet in which Jordan Spieth closes this thing at, at 6 bucks a share. Yeah, I think he's going to get to like $7.50. Um, I'm 100% bullish on that price point. I may even be bullish at $7.50. He's playing great. And... A first and a second in his last two finishes, Rick. And six out of the last seven, he's gained significant strokes on approach. Really, ever since he started this new um, pre-shot routine that looks kind gonna, of funky I'm and awkward. Maybe I'll try it. Yeah, and it's cringeworthy, I'll tell you. But um, it's working. And that's all that really matters. He's obviously won a fair amount in Texas. He's won at Colonial, which is also a Perry Maxwell design. I think that he's in his comfort zone here and a course that is going to reward uh, potentially some of his creativity and different shot making ability around the greens and in bunkers. He's got a little bit of that magic beans back rolling and he's just playing good. And here's the thing at the Masters, Rick, I kind of ignored mistakenly and kind of trying to call my shot. And there was Cam Smith who who had just won the players and there was Scotty who had just rattled off three wins. And I was like, these guys... I just played, I just went a different direction, right? And I kind of ignored the two guys that came into that event playing the best. I think Spieth is that guy this week, a first and a second in his last two events at Southern Hills at a course that should suit him well. I'm not going to ignore the guy I think is best suited for this place and in the best form. Bullish. Bullish as well. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, listen, what, what, what don't you like about him? And I actually don't even think he's, he's playing the best he can. Cause he hasn't really putted all that well, you know, misses three putts from seven and a half feet last week, uh, probably cost him the golf tournament. You know, it's, it's easy to say that for a lot of guys and it just, his, his moment just kind of happened late on Sunday, but man, um, you have to love the way speed sets up for not only this event, but for a lot of events moving forward, if he's going to continue to play like this. Yeah. But there's like no way, like he's going to be like eight bucks tonight. <laughs> yes. Easily clear 750. I think he's going to be popular. All right. Maybe the most polarizing guy of the week, uh, Victor Hovland. 731 a share, 20th or better. It seems that there are two camps, Joe. One side says Victor is so good on every full shot that he will separate himself. He will use that to an advantage and he will destroy Southern Hills because he also has the Oklahoma narrative as well. The other side of the camp says, are you absolutely crazy? His short game is a liability. There's no chance he can get up and down from any spot around these greens at Southern Hills. Have you seen him out of the bunkers? He's going to miss the cut. Those are like the only two opinions to have on Victor this week. Are you a bull or are you a bear? Uh, I'll take the bear side and let you kind of roll with the bullish side. I do think the around the green stuff is a bit overblown uh, disproportionately for Victor than it may be for other players. 
Um, that said, I just wish we saw him a little bit more. I haven't seen him since the Masters where he was 27th. The tournament before that was Valspar where he was 33rd. So back-to-back losing markets for him. I just think that that price point gets a little bit inflated tonight because of the, the Stillwater narratives and, and you know his biggest asset obviously being the driver could work very favorably for him this weekend. I'll take the bearer side of Vic and let you be the bull. Yeah, you and I were chatting before we started about um, there are inherent flaws with the strokes gain system, and most of those flaws show up around the green because it does not take into account literally anything but distance from home. Right. And then, and then the distance that you, that you ended up, it doesn't, it, or, and I guess, you know, whether you were in the rough or not, or whether you were in the fairway, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't know what, what club you use. It doesn't know how much room you have, uh, between you, the, you know, how much green you have between you and the pin. So it's just kind of the wonkiest. And I'm not trying to defend the, the sour stats from Victor. He's got horrible stats around the green, but he's a very good putter and it has not stopped him from winning golf tournaments he just wins different patrick reed wins different right yeah. patrick reed wins with the short game um guys just win differently and and it's hard to look at an elite player with a glaring deficiency and not just write him off but victor wins different yes and like you mentioned it's just kind of one of those wonky stats that isn't always um true and tell the full story so it all of these players have some sort of deficiency. Nobody's perfect. You could make the argument that Scotty's on a great run right now, but all of these players have parts of their games that are continuing to evolve and need a little bit of work. Um, Victor just seems to get the most attention, but um, his driving, his approach play, you mentioned he's a very good putter. There are a lot of positive signs that when he's on can certainly make up for that and more. All right, let me give away a little bit of money here. Robert Newman, you're on the board. Congratulations. 20 bucks is coming your way. If you want to be like Robert, uh, do what he did. He just dropped his jock market username in the chat. It was very, very simple. And now he has money coming to him. Also, don't forget, the code you're looking for to get in on the action is power. It's the best deposit bonus available. Also, don't forget, there is a link in the description that will allow you to compete against Joe... Hold on. I want to pull up the picture again, Joe. Sorry, bud. We're, we're doing this now. Here it is. Pros versus Joes. If you want to compete against Joe and you beat him, you get an extra 20 bucks, but you got to sign up on the form in the description beforehand. Don't forget, we also have the Tiger promo. We also have the Birdie Bonanza promo. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. There's a lot of action to be had. There we go. Um, and, geez, as if that wasn't enough, we're going to 9.15. It's a 9.15 close, not a 9 o'clock close. 9.15 close. Still plenty of time. We are looking forward to going through a lot of guys on the board still as we pull up where pricing is now. You had to bring up that picture again, didn't you? In my defense, Rick, that was Halloween. And my daughter, who was one at the time, was Ariel. So I was just being a good dad. Don't come after me too much. I saw some people saying a few things. No. Uh, it's just dad life dad life all good by me okay well it is time to unveil the big board the big board is our live pricing of this cash market and i'm going to pull it up here in just a second but every single one of the best players in the world is here joe when this thing is all said and done when the dust settles who's the most expensive golfer in the market uh i'm it's not i'm not really going out on a limb here but it's going to be scotty um just great unbelievable 
won the Masters, won the API. He's just been on such a tear. And even last week, while maybe underperforming to some, showed some real signs that were positive to me. Um, the short game is fantastic. I love his off the tee game. He's putting with optimum confidence right now, and he's going to his favorite place on earth. I'm going to say Scotty Scheffler is going to hold the crown down. You might even we usually don't see in these majors guys sort of crack that ten dollar barrier, but I think Scotty gets pretty close. Okay, well, it's not Scotty at the moment because that honor goes to one John Rom. Currently seven dollars and seventy seven cents a share with Scotty Scheffler. Right in his wake, 744. Um, yeah, have we seen, let's see, even John Rahm at majors. <laughs> let's see. The Masters, he was 988. Let's see what else we got. You at last year, okay, let, but this is kind of the modern game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not a lot of it's not a lot of $10 guys because Rom is usually the big boy here. Uh yes. Rom for for how good he's been and coming off a win. Has not been talked about a lot this week. No, you're 100% right. Um, coming off of a win, won a major last season. Um, it just seems even like on whatever live from the PGA on Golf Channel, it just seems like all is very quiet around John Rahm. A chance to potentially take back world number one, I believe, this week if he wins. So, um, yeah, look, under overlook John Rahm is always a scary spot. Man, I... Um... He might be the guy who just who just breaks the whole thing, right? I mean, he's coming off the win, which this is so so it's so strange, right? Because he was the unanimous best player in the world all the way through all of this. Then he cools off, you know, finishes T55 at the players, T27 at the Masters, we're over him, and then he wins. But he won as like a three and a half to one favorite. So no one gave him credit for it, which is bonkers. Yeah, nobody gave him credit for it. Uh, but he still won. There's still 150 guys in the field, and he came out on top. So uh, good for him. I think that that was uh, very important for his confidence. He seemed to be struggling with some stuff mentally, maybe some blocks with his swing, particularly with his putter and his short game uh, that maybe he got through. So it's nice he had a couple of weeks to practice here. Um, I expect him to to play very well. Uh, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler, who is the number one pre-ranked golfer. That's very important in our world because that's what breaks ties. So if two guys tie for second, the full share price goes to the higher ranked golfer. Well, Scotty Scheffler is going to break ties with everyone because he is the number one pre-ranked golfer. I'll show you the top 10 in just a second. But Joe, you've already alluded to the fact that you think he's going to be the most expensive golfer this evening. I, I think he's the safest golfer on the board. You know, yeah. he's just playing so well. He is just decompartmentalizing golf and everything else that's going on in his life as the number one, as the number one player in the world. I cannot be more impressed. Uh, I don't know what his upside is, but I'm pretty sure he's got the highest floor out there. Yes, would 100% agree. Now, on the sort of the flip side of that, who do you think up top here is maybe the unsafest? Like, who is the most roller coaster guy? For me... I think it's probably Xander. We've seen so many ups and downs from him lately. If you look like, you know, 90% ROI last week, almost 90% lost the tournament before that. Just a lot of ups and downs. Did you see enough last week to to feel like uh, have some confidence in Shoffley this week? Or do you feel like we're still going to get a little bit of inconsistency out of his game? 
I, I'm not as excited about Xander as, as most this week. I think there's a big difference between freewheeling it around a birdie fest Byron Nelson and this event. Uh, and also he is still very average around the greens. He is still very average on the greens for the last couple of weeks, which is in a vacuum, not bad. But when you're Xander Shoffley and you're generally gaining across the board, it is a downtick. So it's noticeable and you got to start splitting hairs with these guys. I think the other one, um, like I, I, I don't find Patrick Cantlay to be all that safe. I, I like Patrick Cantlay's chances this week, but he's been pretty bad at major championships. His yeah. players T96 uh, was on the right side of the draw. I mean, it was probably the ugliest missed cut that was out there at Sawgrass. I, 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 you can just get, sometimes you just get those weeks from Patrick, even though I'm, I'm excited about him this week. Uh, there's a lot of good guys at the top. Yeah. He was on that run last year where it seemed like he was the safest guy, but you're right. There have been a lot of inconsistencies, obviously won the team event, which we didn't have a contest for um, that isn't showing up there where he was probably, uh, you know, maybe shouldered a hair more than, than Xander there in terms of some of the scoring. It was ultimately pretty close. Good performance at the heritage. I do think that I love his patience and I love his thought process and I love his ability to really, focus in big moments that he's shown but that said on the flip side like you mentioned he gets to a major championship where all of that stuff should be on full display and and he hasn't just had great finishes so i don't know what necessarily to make of that uh we'll see what we'll keep keep an eye on monitoring his price as ipo kind of wraps up Within one penny of each other are Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, currently $6.86, $6.85 per share. JT's the second pre-ranked golfer. Roy McIlroy, the seventh pre-ranked golfer. Joe, if you can only have shares of one of these guys tonight, who's it going to be? Oh, that's so tough. I've been like debating with people. Uh, people keep asking me who to pick out of these two. I don't know. I am think that the safer play is probably Justin Thomas, Rick, because – um, if you look at the stats, he's been fantastic. Everything is seemingly uh, pointing yeah. arrows directly at a victory is coming very, very soon for him. But I like Rory a little bit more. I heard some things about a lot of the short game work that he's been doing. Um, he's been putting in a lot of effort. I think that this course um, actually favors a, a high draw. And where Rory has struggled in majors particularly is getting off to a good start. Like he stumbles out of the gates and he did that when he went home to the open a few years ago. And he's seemingly done that ever since. And he ramps up and sort of revs the engine and gets it going really late in the tournament. But it always seems like he runs out of holes. I think that he can get off to a good start here. I think four out of the first six holes set up very favorably for someone who hits a high draw, which is his ball flight. And he owns that trajectory. Um, I think that if he can get going early in his round, he could be the guy to watch here. Um, and when he starts playing with confidence and gets that little bit of bounce in his step, there's no one that's it's it's hard to stop. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is not just an IPO game. You know, when someone does something bad on the front nine tomorrow morning, uh, their shares might become available at a reasonable price. So being able to deal with the ebbs and flows of this golf tournament and of this market. It's a skill, Joe, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And especially in a tournament that we're going to see bogeys. Like we, it felt like last That's week, 
um, it was impossible to see a bogey, right? Last week watching that thing at Craig Ranch, it felt like Mexico was a lot of the same. Uh, we've seen a lot of tournaments recently with very low scores and not great fields. There are going to be big scores out here. There are a lot of runoffs. The creeks come into play. There are going to be balls that are hit in and around the green that come back to a guy's feet. It's just going to be tough, and I think that there is going to definitely be opportunity for guys to to make little runs. And you could see a guy start two or three over par, and it may make an opportunity to buy them if they can sneak into the cut line. And, and minus five might might actually win this thing. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the prop. So, like the winning score prop is if I do the math right, is it uh, one uh, two? Ah, oh, crap. So it's a par seventy. So that's two eighty. So two seventy five. It's like. 274 and a half or something like that. So wow. five under or better, four under or worse would be the line. Yeah. I think he, it's funny because I, I heard someone say that I think it is, it's the very first par five. It's like 630 yards. Um, I heard like the Brooks interview and Brooks was like, yeah, nobody's getting there in two. It's a, it's a three-shot hole. And then like 20 minutes later, I heard someone was like, yeah, Rory got there, driver five wood. And I'm like, God, it's just – it's such a weapon that he has. And a lot of these short par fours, um, there could be two potentially, where depending on where they set up the tees, that could be within driver range for Rory in terms of getting it on the green. Um, he's just he, – he scares me. If Of anyone who scares me around the leaderboard, he can really get hot and, and can tend to play on another level. Fair enough. Uh, the market is open till 9.15 tonight, so we've got some time here. Let me turn this board around and look at the top 10 for just one second. So here are the top 10 pre-ranked golfers. The cheapest one right now, Joe, his name Dustin Johnson. He's 301. That's obviously going to come up, but who do you think of this top 10, which is a lot of the guys we've talked about, Scheffler, Thomas, Cantlay, Rom, Victor, Xander, Rory, Hideki, Shane Lowry, DJ, who is kind of the overlooked one that you think might be the value? Overlooked? Probably DJ. Um, yeah. I don't so love far, him especially. coming into this thing, but if he's priced below Shane Lowry, and and I love Hideki, but he shouldn't be priced below Hideki either. Um, he hasn't been playing great. I worry that he doesn't have a ton of reps under his belt this season in terms of tournament reps, but Upside is always there with Dustin Johnson. It feels like forever since he's won a golf tournament, especially the way his career has sort of run its course. It uh, just feels like he's due, and, and he's probably a little bit overlooked. I was trying to think about the last time. I was like, when's the last time DJ won? And it was it was the Masters, right? It was that it was that yeah. November. It was that November Masters. Uh, do you like that comp to Augusta National? Do you, are you using that? Or are you using anything else? I think so. I've just heard so. I heard the the superintendent is obviously from Augusta, and he made very uh, likely comparisons where fast rolling properties, undulating greens in and around the greens. He said this place is, I think in a quote that he said, is this place is basically Augusta without the flowers. Um, <laughs> that's pretty. That's a great quote, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He said Augusta is, I forget what he called it. Augusta is a winter course, and we're a summer course. So we're like Augusta without the But <laughs> no. The five par fives that are all very gettable and, and scorable at Augusta, I think, make the big difference. 
um, between that and this course. This course, I think your scoring is going to come ultimately more so on the par fours versus there. It feels a lot of times like just birdie the par fives and, and kind of hold on and par out. Fair enough. Let's check out this big board here. Scotty Scheffler has now taken over the lead. He's the most expensive golfer in the market. 821. John Rahm, 805. The only two golfers over $8 a share at the moment. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, the only two over $7. Let's find some value here, Joe. Find this kind of second tier. The guys who are kind of $6 and lower right now. We can lump Salatoris into that mix and Alex Noren and Max Home and all these other guys. What, uh, Which of these golfers do you have favorited and which of these golfers can the viewers uh, steal from you this evening? Okay, so we're looking in like the five six dollar range right yeah, now. Yeah, five six dollar, kind of the second tier of golfer here. I do like Max Homa a lot. Talk about a guy playing with a ton of confidence. I really like the way his game is setting up. Cameron Young, it's like, man, it just it, everything is just working for this guy. He he's just incredible. T to green. Um, I know that he was here a few weeks ago when Tiger was there for a couple of practice rounds, so he's he's familiar with the golf course. Brooks is a concern. It's weird. He's 460. It feels like he's overlooked. The betting price is getting out of control. I have worries based on the withdrawal last week, based on a lot of missed cuts in big events this year for Brooks. Um, it, it feels like he could potentially be value, but I don't know. What, what, what do you think about Brooks? I want to see something scary. Oh, my God. Brooks has turned you a profit in one, two, three cash markets since last year's open championship that was in july wow. Wow. uh we are two two months away from the year a year oh, so, so if he doesn't cash in this one and he doesn't play well for like two more starts he will have made you money in three markets in a year that's crazy so it's either bad play uh too much of a positive sentiment or a combination of both and I, I worry when a guy WDs early in the week at an event that he would have really liked to have played, plays way into a major championship. And I, there's a price for everybody, but whatever the price is, is probably gonna be too expensive for me on Brooks. Yeah, that is troubling. And I do think some of it's it, it just, this may not be the place to play Brooks, like honestly, based on because he has the tendency to miss cuts. He has the tendency to to have very bad finishes. He still does, I feel like, hold some win equity, um, especially in major championships. You can't deny that over the last five years, but a lot of trends are going in the opposite direction for him. And in a market where you're just kind of trying to you want a little bit of consistency there, you want the spike but you also don't want the missed cuts at a guy's price in this six, $7 range. Um, worrisome. Okay. Uh, what else we got here? So there are a ton of really good golfers. We're getting into kind of sleeper range or Mito Pereira popular in other fantasy formats, $4 and 46 cents a share. Oh my God. We've got be going for 39 minutes. We haven't talked about the cat yet. You want to talk about the big cat? Yeah, let's talk about him. Tiger was $4 and six cents a share at the moment. The price for the masters was four twenty-five, So he's likely to break through that. Um, but a 47th show did not make you money at the masters. So what are we doing with tiger this time around? Man. Okay. So let, I'm just trying to put some like 
if he finishes around 450, he's basically got to finish in the top 36. I do think he's going to play well this week. I really do. Um, I That's tough for me. It may be one of those situations where, a la like we saw at the Masters, where he comes out with a good bit of adrenaline and plays decent out of the start. He's in sort of what you would call, quote-unquote, the, the favorable draw as things look right now. Also, um, how about that groupies in, Joe? A little, get a little juice from that groupies in with Rory. Got to get Jordan. some juice from that group. There's going to be a lot, a lot of swag dripping from that group. Um, a lot of eyeballs. There will be, a, there will be a crowd following that group right there, and with good reason. Look, um, I think that he's he's getting better. We were of the opinion uh, coming into the Masters that maybe he was being a little bit coy with with how healthy and his form really was. Um, he's been working. He said after the Masters, he took one day off and got right back to work. Been putting in a lot of work here. Looks great. I think he's like calling a top 20 finish for him feels like a stretch, but I think top 40, he can get there. What do you think? Um... I I've said it a couple of times this week. I just, I don't think I want to commit myself to four rounds of tiger. I just want him one round at a time. So this is a pretty good format for that. Cause I could yeah. get in, I could get out. I could use the information that I see. I, I mean, he gained like three and a half strokes over the first two rounds on approach at, at Augusta national. If he does that, he's easily going to make the cut around Southern Hills, but I, I continue to worry about fatigue and kind of the body wearing down this week. So I just, I, I, I want to bob and weave with Tiger. I don't want to commit four rounds to him in any real situation. So I would be more likely to get shares of him tonight and get out like after the first round or after the second round. That's a great way to put it. And Jock Market is the only place where you can bob and weave with a little bit of Tiger Woods action this week. You don't have to commit to an outright bet right now. You don't have to commit to him in a lineup for four straight rounds. You can do exactly what you said. You can continue to monitor the stats. You continue to monitor how he looks with your eyes. And you can make the decision on whether you think he's going to be a buy or a sell opportunity. All right. Well, it is 8.57 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. And we are not closing this market in three minutes we are going to 9 15 p.m eastern time tonight there are so many markets closing tonight nba and everything else that's going on we, we it was just functionally better for us to move this one back 15 minutes this pga championship uh market is going to go for 15 more minutes so make sure you get those bids in we can see that everything is maturing at the moment couple of plugs if you're just joining us because i see a bunch of people have just hopped in there are three different promos going on tonight and i will share my screen with you so that you can see the rules and regulations of all of these promos so here we go uh there is a tiger woods raffle if you trade a single a share of tiger woods you will get entered into a raffle that pays out 100 times the number of birdies that tiger makes that means if tiger makes eight birdies someone is going to win eight hundred dollars but you have to have a share of the big cat uh birdie bonanza an entirely different promo own a share of the golfer or golfers who shoot the lowest round of the day if you have shares of that guy you're entered into a draw for another 250 dollars a day so that's a thousand dollars in more raffle money and then joe this one's for you bud the chat's coming for you you can compete against joe and if you beat his roi you get twenty dollars if you 
do not beat his ROI, you're entered into a $100 raffle. You have to trade at least $25 and you have to fill out the form that is in the description right now because we've got to be able to track you to know whether you beat Joe or not. Joe, how are you feeling about your chances tonight? I love my chances. Bring it on, fellas. I am ready for it. Uh, I, I willingly accept the trash talk. And shall you beat me this week, you will be awarded $20 and bragging rights in the Power Hour stream moving forward. You were a good sport about this because when we started kicking around this idea, I was like, oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. And you and you were all in. You were like, let's do it. Let's just like, hey, if we bankrupt jock market, Sorry. <laughs> But you were a good sport about it. <laughs> Listen, there's a couple of weeks where I'm nowhere near that leaderboard, and there could be 300, 400 people that uh, take me down in ROI this week, which is going to get quite expensive for them. Um, but I feel good about it. I'm going to hold it down for our boys. I've tried to not give away too much information here, keep my guys under a little bit of lock and key, um, and we'll talk about them in a few minutes when this IPO closes down. He's playing it close to the vest, guys. All right, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if I can get it out of him. Um, let's just have the Hideki Matsuyama conversation, I guess. So, seven dollars and eleven cents a share right now. He's the fifth most expensive golfer. There was a report from Japanese media earlier today that Hideki had kind of tweaked the neck. I am a believer of Wednesday of major championship weeks plug your ears and act like you heard nothing because I am proceeding as normal with Hideki. I have already had outrights on him. I have not changed any lineups. I will make my same exact investments as if I was in a coma for the last 24 hours, Joe. How would you like to proceed? Preach, brother. Um, that's the mold that we all need to listen up to and follow a little bit, particularly in majors. Would have helped you out a little bit with Colin Morikawa last year at the Open Championship if you had just plugged your ears and, and just stuck to the formula. He played great last week. He played great coming in. He said some <laughs> comments before the Zozo that he yes. felt like crap, and he won that thing. I don't know what to think. Jock Market is, is up front, so if he does withdraw from this That's thing right. and doesn't stick a peg in the ground, you're going to get all your money back. I like Hideki. Um, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, this is probably the safest way to even to, to yeah. even get access to him because right, if he WDs, you're just getting you're just getting that money back. How about two guys who missed the cut last week? Sam Burns, five dollars and seventeen cents a share. Will Zaltor, six oh nine. Again, you can only have one. Who is it? Zalatoris. Well, that was quick. Did you hear that, guys? He is definitely in on Zalatoris tonight. Yeah, Ray, inflate um... those prices, baby. Yep, Price I think Burns. I like Burns better in uh, a low-scoring tournament. I like Burns better in a tournament uh, with a little bit more more par fives and things that he can really sort of leverage his advantage of. Um, I think the approach play and the irons of Zalatoris coming into this event are second to none. Uh, he's not going to have to like make a ton of birdie putts. A lot of times, two putts for par is going to be just fine for Willie Z. Uh, I'm okay with the miscut last week because I think maybe we, it shaves a couple of cents off his price this week had he finished top five last week. Uh, if I had to pick one of those two, it's Willie Z. You know, two guys I love, uh, Aaron Wise and Adam Hadwin. Peter, you can't put in the chat, guys, not to talk about. You know I'm going to bring them up five seconds later. This is bad form. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I'm like lukewarm on Hadwin and I'm my normal like seven out of ten on Aaron Wise, but I'm not I'm not particularly thrilled about either, Joe, are you? 
No, I don't love either. You got any penny stocks? Let's look at those sort of one, two dollar yeah, range and tell me cool. if there's any guys that stick out to you there. All right, hold on. Let's flip this. Let's well, Bryson withdrew, so don't worry yeah. about those. Let's go to the, <laughs> let's go to page two here. Um, let's go under like two dollars and fifty cents. Okay, so this Oliver Becker. Uh, Who's this? Tell okay. me who this is. So he plays uh exclusively on the DP World Tour. He's like let, I'll, I'll pull him up on my website real quick. He is, uh, he's pretty good. And he is, um, so I, I went and I did like the weighted strokes gained, which takes into account the, uh, you know, the strength of field and all of that stuff. And over the last, you know, 30 rounds or whatever it is, he was like 30th. Well, that's great. All things considered. Cause he's going to be much cheaper than that across the board. So here's, here's Becker's profile. Uh, here we go. So this it's is only on Rick Run one, two, three, That's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight straight events inside the top 27 with one, two, three, four, five, six of them are top tens. Like you could say what you want about the DP world tour. It's not like a cakewalk. This is, these are great results. Yeah. People are apparently hip to him. They're right around, uh, you know, you got Lucas Glover and guys that we know their names a little bit more. Ricky Fowler's right there. Um, so some people know about Becker, but that's a good one to point out. McNeely's still $2 and 22 cents, which I love. Uh, okay. Harry Higgs has been brutal at everything, but majors. Is that like a real thing that he can just flip this on at like difficult golf tournaments? But wasn't he really good at the PGA last year? Yeah. He was like fourth. Yeah. That's, I think that's how he got in. Yeah. Um, or that's how he got into the Masters. Yeah. Um, good man. Texas guy. Why not, right? I think that that sort of regional narrative uh, can kind of play here. Um, I don't like love Russell Knox, but I mean he's he is cheaper than he's cheaper than a couple of like the PGA professionals and guys that are coming over from international tours. That does not feel right. Yeah, let me ask you about one sort of narrative that I've heard in, in terms of it being par 70 and, and potentially depending on where they put the tee, 7,500 plus yards. Immediately, the easy thing is to just take bombers. I don't want to necessarily rule the shorter hitters out. I always feel like that's a little bit of a mistake. There's a couple of like Kisner and JJ Spawn, for instance, are both below $3. Not long drivers at all, but guys who just play well on some difficult golf courses. Spawn wasn't bad at the masters. Kisner's always decent at Augusta guys that have both won in Texas. Kisner's won the match play spawn just won in Texas like a month ago. I don't know. I just, what do you think about, um, you know, some of the guys who may not be able to hit it out there three Oh five off the tee. Can they, I think, I think the bomber thing is a little overblown because I believe that a lot of the yardage, of this golf course is in the fives and it's in the threes. And if Rory McIlroy is the only guy who can get to the fives, that's good for everybody else. And the threes are like, you know, some like a lot of the fours are just going to be, I think there's only one par four that's over 500 yards to put that into perspective. There was like five in Mexico that were over 500 yards. So you're still talking about a lot of 450 yard par fours, which are fine for a lot of the shorter hitters. So uh, I believe that the, the bomber thing is, is, is quite overblown. Yes. And, and even 450 yard par fours are not long to these guys. It sounds long to no. us, but like they had uh last week, there was like a 480 yard par four. And I watched Ryan Palmer of all people who's not long, 
Ryan Palmer played at driver pitching wedge. Like these guys are so long that, that these holes are not, but if they can't reach the par fives, there's really no advantage to being uh, 70 yards from the green or being 110 yards from the green on that incoming third shot. So I think these guys like Kisner, guys who are very good wedge players, Tom Hoagie's another one, um, could be in play this week. Luke List has been bad, but that is, I think, criminal that he's like $2.81 at the moment. I'll refresh that in a second. But, um, the, you know, <laughs> I'm a desperate fan of Team No Putt, and, and Luke List is like he should be able to outperform a lot of these other guys who are priced in the same place that he is. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the big board here uh, because we are getting dangerously close to this thing ending. We are about eight minutes out or so, um, which I assume it's going to, it's going to act the same way. So normally, okay. So let me talk this out, Joe. So normally we lock, we close it at like nine, but at eight fifty-seven, it goes into that 90 second window. So if we're going to six fifteen at, or at nine fifteen, nine twelve, we'd be in that window. Yep. Nine twelve okay. should put us right in that ninety second window where it can close anytime within there. If you're new to this contest, so if you got guys that you really want, take a share of them, favor them, make sure because things move uber quickly in the last uh, two minutes of this thing. Well, then you have to go. You have to go right now because right. I don't want to wow. take away. It's it's pros versus Joes. I don't want any excuses that I haven't given him enough time. <laughs> to get his bids in. So good luck, Joe. We'll catch you on the other side. We'll see your portfolio and we'll see what everybody in the chat has to beat. Uh, and I will take you the rest of the way here. So we are going to 9.15 tonight, 9.08 by my clock right now. As we game this out, probably 9.12 puts us into that 90 second window for IPO to close at a random time. So we are, we're down to the wire here. Uh, as of right now, Scotty Scheffler is still the most expensive golfer on the slate, eight dollars and fifty cents. He has surpassed his fair value, uh, which was eight oh two. So you're basically asking Scotty to finish about fifteenth or better. Roy McElroy and John Rahm, the only other two golfers over eight dollars to share, eight twenty five, eight twenty two, respectively. Then there is a pack of studs in the seven dollar range. That's JT Hideki Spieth. Cantlay and Cam Smith, all phenomenal options. You get down to the sixes, and this is where you start to find a little bit of value. These are the studs that don't have the positive sentiment. Xander Shoffley, 684. Colin Morikawa, 666. Victor Hovland, 655. And then you get some guys who were generally um, lower on betting boards that are positive sentiment guys. Matt Fitzpatrick, six dollars uh Shane Lowry 680 so that that six dollar range right there is the intersection of good players with bad sentiment and I don't want to say bad players lesser players with a positive sentiment and they are meeting in the middle 9 10 p.m eastern time by my clock uh as we continue to check out this board it has remained largely the same uh, there was a little bit of movement there. I thought I noticed from Corey Connors. He's now $5.55 a share. Connors has been a winner in two of his last three cash markets. He's been a winner in four of his last six cash markets. He played well at the Masters. He played well at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's just basically played well everywhere. $5.55 a share at the moment. If we flip this around and look at the top 10 golfers, if you're looking for a top 10 golfer, the cheapest entry point right now is Dustin 
Johnson. DJ's been a bit of a loser in cash markets as of late, but the advanced metrics starting to turn around a little bit. The next cheapest golfer that you can get is... Oh, looks like Victor. $6.55. $6.55 for Victor Hovland. We last time we saw him in a cash market was the Masters. He lost you 36%. Start before that. Valspar lost you 50%, but he was a big winner. It is th three starts prior to those. 9-11 by my clock. So we've got a minute or two here before we really get into that random window. So this thing is going to end very quickly. It's going to end before you know it. Uh, make sure you've got your body clock all figured out with the extra 15 minutes that we worked in this week. Looking at the board, uh, it appears Patrick Cantlay has surpassed Xander Shoffley. 704 for PC. A little bit of a run on Max Homa. Now up to 577. Alex Norin carving out a spot in the mid-fives himself. We are seeing names like Sam Burns, Joaquin Neiman, Matt Fitzpatrick. No offense to any of those guys that are more expensive than Dustin Johnson at the moment. Taylor Gooch, coming off of a very disappointing missed cut last week, is the same price as Tiger Woods, $4.55. In fact, $4.55, uh, that might be one person bidding on all of these guys because that's where Woods is, Gooch is, Varner the third is, Tommy Fleetwood is. HV3 has low-key been very, very good. He was a big winner at the Heritage. He was a winner at the Masters. He was a big winner at the Players. Uh, HV3's metrics looking strong. He's currently $4.55, which is kind of right in the wheelhouse of where we would expect him to be at this point in the evening. Davis Riley has figured things out. Maybe Will Zalatoris has rubbed off on him a little bit. They played well together at the Zurich Classic because since then, he's got a fifth-place finish in Mexico, a T9 at the Byron Nelson. He now has three top tens in his last five starts. Davis Riley going to a golf course that should benefit the second shot. Spoiler alert, he's good at that. I believe we are in that 90-second window now. I've got 9.13, so if we game this out the same way we would for a 9 p.m. close, we should be at any moment closing this IPO. Uh, the way we do this is random, so it makes sure that it, nobody can write a script or a bot or anything like that to snap up all the golfers late. Patrick Cantley just caught Cam Smith. They're now both $7.45. Jordan Spieth has now climbed to $7.35. Here's the late run on Victor. Victor has now passed Xander. He's passed, uh, where's DJ? He's blown DJ away. $7.05 right now for Victor Hovland. Here come the Victor stands. Uh, Sam Burns, $5.64. It looks like people not really forgiving him for that miscut last week. He's still 30 cents below his fair value. Joaquin Neiman fades on the weekend, 565, sitting right at his fair value. Tiger Woods, I'm going to say this, might pass Brooks Kepka here in the next moment or two. They are only 22 cents apart. Woods at 455 and moving up. Brooks at 477 and kind of stuck there. Are we still open? We're open. Oh, he looks I'm so open. relaxed. He's feeling very confident. We're not we're closing, man. These golfers. He's I'm talking for to me. He's relaxed. Come on, come on, come on, close. Scotty Scheffler has just broken through the $9 mark. Joe uh, picked Scotty Scheffler to be the most expensive golfer tonight. And unless John Rahm gets a last-minute bid or two, he's going to be correct. 906. John Rahm, 836. JT and Rory, we couldn't separate them before. We can't separate them now. Eight and a quarter for both of them. Jordan Spieth at 760. Cam Smith at 745 with Patrick Cantlay. Morikawa has leapfrogged. Ding, 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 ding. Shut her down. It's over.
The markets Congratulations. The one of the biggest markets we've ever done is now over. Let me find my banner that says it's over. There we go. IPO is closed. Whew. So interesting. Like it felt like a lot of, and we'll look at think how things kind of shake out at the end here, but it felt like a lot of the guys at the top stayed a little bit stagnant over those last three minutes. Did you see anyone like huge jump? Um, Scotty Scheffler a little bit just to get over like that $9 mark, but mm -hmm. otherwise, no, there were little movements. I do wonder if people were like, Oh, I had all my bids in at nine o'clock. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to nine 15. Like I was kind of done. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I think there's, I mean, there's just a lot of guys who are, I mean, it's, it's so hard when you get a field this deep, Joe, um, to have like one guy or two guys kind of run away with it. Okay. My big board is refreshed here. So why don't, uh, why don't you run us through the very, very important portfolio? Cause this is what everybody's going up against tonight. Who do you got? All right. So good news for you guys. The, the shares have just moved over and I'm currently in the negative. Nice. <laughs> We're off so to a I great start already. Here. Here's who I got. John Rom. Wow. Um, okay. 836. Uh, felt cheap. Um, okay. I got, a, I got a good, decent amount of guys at the top. Actually, Colin Morikawa didn't really talk about him at all. $7 a share, 706. Okay. He was, he was, uh, that was you then. That was the one guy Morikawa got up to Victor and passed him in the last like minute. Was that, that felt like you then. Yep. That was me. Um, oh, I skipped over Spieth. I talked about Spieth getting around the uh, getting close to eight dollars. He was at seven dollars and sixty cents. Zalatoris got a lot of guys up here at the top. Um, now we're kind of entering that sort of mid range. So Berger, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, big portfolio this week. Ten guys in total, and my cheaper guys are. Jason Kokrak, Adam Hadwin, and at $2.16 per share, Padraig Harrington. Okay. So, Got the portfolio all. that you yeah. are battling against Joe is as follows. John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris, Daniel Berger, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Jason Kokrak, Adam Hadwin, Padraig Harrington. Joe, did you feel the pressure like to get more golfers, to get different? Like, wh what was the feeling knowing that this was going to be on the record for everyone to battle? Okay. So, yes and no. No, because it's not my money, right? <laughs> it's That's true. Uh, but yes, in the sense of this, Rick, I wanted to get the winner. And that's so big in jock market when you can get that $25 payout on a guy. It's pretty much hard to essentially lose when you get that one guy that's the winner. So therefore, I took a little bit more up at the top. So uh, basically, Rom, Spieth, Morikawa, Zalatoris, that's four guys there right around like 30 to 1 or sub. Um, I'm hoping that I can get the winner and nab them out of those four guys and the rest of them just essentially break their break their break even point. All right. Well, let us know who you got in the chat and who you're going to go to battle with uh, this yes, week. So please. Frank says he's got the biggest holdings yet. 12, Scheffler, Thomas, Fitzpatrick, Horschel, Spieth, 
Bradley, Berger, Kisner, Young, Damon, Tiger Woods, and who's that? Jung Kim Ho? It so, might be Billy. Oh, no. He already has Horschel. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is only two of the guys that you have. Berger and Spieth, I believe, is the overlap there. So, you and Frank go into battle. Tiger. Oh, yeah. You didn't get a Tiger share. You don't want to be a – I guess you still have time. Listen, we still have time. We talked about this, right? That's we nice. still have time. I can get myself in that raffle. Uh, we'll see where they go for. Maybe we can catch a little bit of a lull. But um, like you mentioned, it's going to be good to see what's going on with my eyes for that first couple of holes early morning tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. Set your morning alarm. Morning. How about this? Scotty Scheffler, as you told us an hour ago, was going to be the highest, uh, most expensive golfer. Absolutely correct. $9.06, which is actually cheaper than he was, of course, at the AT&T Byron Nelson. It's about 50 cents more than he was at the Masters, uh, which I guess all things considered, that's a pretty good price on Scotty. It is a pretty good price on Scotty. I thought he was going to get close to that $10 barrier. So I think those guys at the top sort of leveled each other off and the shares just got kind of disseminated amongst the group there. I just want to see if I can find something really. The one guy that I missed that I was, if you, if you saw it on camera that I was trying to get shares of right as it closed DJ, where did DJ finish at? Because it felt like we talked about him being overlooked, and I remember it being like right around like 650. Yeah, 650. 25th okay. uh is is what you're looking for. Is what you're looking Wish for I had that. there. Yeah, okay. 650. I'm using the uh I'm using the app here. I thought this would be nice. Let me just try this by price. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, look at the bids and the asks coming in wild over there. In the yeah, community. they're already flying in. Robbie's involved. Here. Jake's involved. Hank's involved. Okay. Uh, Rom 836, we talked about that. Rory and JT, 825 both, which is hilarious because they've been against each other in every matchup. They have been like the biggest story of this one or that one. And of course, yep. no one could decide. It was just, we'll just get these guys on up at the same price. They're paired up together, all that stuff. No one could decide both 825. That's funny. Speeth at 760, so pretty big gap there. Smith at 745, Cantlay at 745. Okay, so here's here's the the young guns. Morikawa and uh, Victor went for 706, 705. Throw Xander in there, 684 would be the okay. I like Shane Lowry. I don't think Shane Lowry should be more expensive than those guys. No, me either. He should be down below DJ. Down below DJ is Matt Fitzpatrick, Joaquin Neiman. I'm just trying to see if anybody jumps out. Oh, where did uh? Okay, Brooks went for four seventy seven, which was just that twenty two cents more expensive than Tiger. Yeah, what do we think? Interesting. Burger's cheap too. That's I mean I I just think that he's still uh, very overlooked. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of eyeballing through here. Jason Day was pretty cheap. Yeah. What about where Jason Day go? Four dollars and twenty cents. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, Patrick Reed, 370. Just trying to see about guys we talked about. Webb Simpson, man, he's been he's been struggling. 347. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody of super big note here. Matthew Wolf, 264. Which I guess really you could only lose a dollar sixty-four a share. Yeah, there's not much to really lose there. Yeah, um, I don't know on Wolf. I. I it's it's still too too unsteady for me to get behind. 
All right, let me recap all the promos that are going on. Uh, yes. Because a few of them, or at least one of them, you are running out of time on. Okay, so here are the promos. Uh, if you saw Joe's portfolio and you think it stinks, make sure you fill out the Google form in the link in the description. Because that'll <laughs> get you as part of the pros versus Joe. Quite honestly, even if you looked at his portfolio, portfolio and you thought it was great and you think he's going to win, you'll at least be entered into a $100 draw. But if you beat Joe and everyone who does, 20 bucks in the account. Boom. Love it. But you have to fill out that form before the event starts. So <laughs> you got like less than 12 hours. So do that right now. The Tiger Raffle. If you didn't get a Tiger share, there is still time. Because if you shade, uh, trade a share of Tiger Woods, you are entered into a raffle that pays out 100 times Tiger's birdie. Let's just throw a number out there, Joe. How many birdies do you think he makes this week? Um, so I think he plays all four rounds. I would set the over under at 13 and a half. What would what? you take? I would, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's, it's like, I, I feel like I have a better feel for the scores than what, because there's so many ways to get there, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised to see yeah. him. Like he could shoot a 79 and make three birdies. Or four birdies, which is like right. what I think is out there. So I would say, I was going to say like three a day, maybe. So like mm -hmm. 12, two and a half a day, 10, so I don't know, something like that. But either way, if it's 12, if it's 13, that's 1300 bucks someone's going to win. And then, of course, the birdie bonanza, if you own a share of the golfer or golfers who shoot the lowest round of the day, you're entered into a draw for 250 bucks a day. So just more ways to get more money. Like we have never seen before, Joe. Yeah. And I wonder how they're working that out because there's 270 shares per player. Um, so if you have 50 shares, I wonder if you get 50 of those 270 tickets or they just choose it. I guess it doesn't, it's all the same either way. Um, but another thing just to keep your eye on for all four days, you have a guy shoot a low one, you're back in another raffle. Okay. I don't want to game the system here, but in <laughs> theory, couldn't you? Like buy with five minutes to go or with like one guy left on the golf course, buy one share of the guy who's about to shoot the lowest round of the day and be in, at least be in the raffle. Yes, you could hundred percent uh, buy one share. Yep. Get yourself a chance. to win. <laughs> right. Like, am I gaming the system here? Buy yourself one share for six bucks and get the chance to win 250. What, how can you beat it? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's all pretty good, good, man. They've done a great job of, of just making this fun, um, increasing the amount of stuff that they give away for the majors. They're always giving back to us, the the loyal users of Jock Market. So this was awesome, man. Um, great job again, once again, playing host. Thank you to Jock Market for, for agreeing to run all these great promos and agreeing to let these people take me on and put their dollars in my hands, which is a little bit nerve wracking. But I hope you all do well, just not quite as well as me. The code is power for your deposit bonus. Go sign up. There's a link in the description. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. And really, the fun's just begun. We'll be tweeting about Jock Market all week long. Follow Joe on Twitter at TorPix. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your PGA Championship Jock Market Power Hour. Good luck.